0: Who has understood the spirit of the Lord or instructed him as his counsellor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They're regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. To whom then will you compare God? What image will you compare him to? As for an idol, a craftsman casts it and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. A man too poor to present such an offering selects the wood that will not rot. He looks for a skilled craftsman to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning... Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy. He spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of the world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, No sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these. He who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls them each by name. (laughs) Because of his great power and mighty strength, and not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Amen reading of God's word. Let us just pray. Dear loving Father, we thank you uh, for your word. And we thank you, Lord, for this new year and all that it holds. Lord, I just pray that you would move amongst us by your Holy Spirit. And that you would just help us this morning just to reflect on just two or three things, Lord, that we can take away today so that we can honour you and live for you. And we just pray, Lord God, that you would just help us to understand things afresh. In Jesus' name and for your glory only. Amen. Amen. Ah, It works. Fantastic. Right. So, um, uh, I was preparing what I was going to say to you uh, back in uh, December. and. As you do, you sort of think to yourself, well, what can we look at in 2018 as a church? And I began to, I got this one word, and it was called SOAR. And uh, there it is, right in the middle of um, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. And I don't know about you, but I'm very, very organised. Who here has already, I know it's the 7th of January, who here already has filled in their planner for the year? Excellent. Well done. Fantastic. Okay. So I know then already that you've got things, commitments, and you know exactly what you're doing. Fantastic. Oh, for our, Okay. So, but some of you, so what else have you done then? Have you just like done a little wish list? (gasps) Oh, Ian. Are you just going to just wait and see what happens? Uh, okay, who here then has got it on their Google stuff? On their bit of plastic? Oh, has got their planner on that? Oh, yeah, trust you, Brian. Yeah, okay, okay. But we all do things very differently, don't we? Yeah. We're just going like, to cruise along. Um, and I began to sort of think to ourselves, I wonder if I should give um, MBC, you New know, Baptist Church, that's all of us, a memory verse. And I thought, yeah, let's do it. So some of you may have been in churches long enough to know that sometimes we had a motto verse. And I just really want to use this morning as if a little springboard, okay, to help us sort of get our heads around Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. And I just wanna make two or three comments. If I make six, David, can you stop me? All right, okay. I might even make seven in a minute, but I'll have to see how we go. But immediately, some of you are saying, Ian, I can barely walk, I can barely run, and you want me to soar, okay? So, let me just encourage you here, because I'm in the same camp with you. Now, it says they will renew their strength and will soar on wings like eagles. Now, it just so happened the other day that there was a documentary, it was called, oh, wait for it, it was Turtles, Eagles and Cheetahs. So you best guess what bit I watched the eagle's bit. Now unknown to me, this eagle was strapped with a camera. Okay? And what I had just learnt from this one little bit of a documentary, it was travelling over apparently the west coast of Scotland. There seems to be a theme developing here, David. Alright. So but this eagle, okay, was actually soaring and hovering over. And I didn't expect, excuse me, to be watching the picture from the perspective of an eagle. Does that make sense? And this eagle, I'll be honest with you, it was beautiful. The views that it's got, the way that it sort of hovered in the warm thermals. And the one thing that I did learn from watching this programme, they will renew their strength. Now all of you are gonna say, but Ian, I can't soar. I ain't got no wings, Yeah. I'm probably struggling sometimes in my life about that renewal area, about when things are going tough, how can I soar? Now what the eagle does, quite a smart bird, okay, what it does, when it's not hovering, it obviously comes into land, and it waits for the next lift, for that next sort of rush of air. And it was quite beautiful to watch and to see So I know physically we can't soar like an eagle but in life I believe there are things that happen to us and there are things that are going on around us that you know what sometimes drag us down a little bit. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there are those times where it's time for us to just to settle and to regroup and this morning um, we're going to be singing uh, a song all I surrender to Jesus and I want us After that, just to have a moment of quiet, because some of us will be soaring like the eagle. We're looking forward to this year and all that God has for us at NBC. And if you're visiting here, if you're going back to the church, you'll be excited about all that God's doing where you live. And the important thing I want to take with you, one of the things I want you to take away with you today, is the fact that wherever we are, whether we're in that moment where we're just trying to regroup, in this new year or whether we are soaring okay we're doing God's work whether we're resting and I want you to use this verse and I'll be using this well and reflecting on it during the year and I want us please to meditate on it just as a springboard to help us and as I read through these verses or this verse I began to ask myself well Ian why are you giving it to Milford Baptist Church and they came up with a number of reasons. Well, it's a part of God's word. Isaiah is in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, okay, this person called Isaiah prophesied for 40 years in Jerusalem to the northern kingdom and also to the other uh, kingdoms that were around at the time. So we're talking about a book that was written 700 years before Christ. Okay? And they were prophecies about Jesus. There are more verses that are quoted from, the most quantity of verses are quoted from Isaiah, and very often used at Christmas. It talks about the suffering servant. And if you actually add up the chapters, it comes to 66. Now, I'm not a man who's into numbers, but for those of you who are interested, some people have said Isaiah is, in actual fact, a miniature Bible that you can read it, and the things that it points to are in actual fact things that are going to happen in the future and have already happened. So there are 66 chapters, Old Testament and New Testament, some people say, but there's a pivotal verse, an actual fact. It's not the verse that I've given us to look at at the moment. It's actually Isaiah 54, and it says this. And it's verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was put upon him. By his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah wrote this 700 years before Christ. And if you were to go to Israel today, you can go to um, a place called the Shrine of the Book. It's in Jerusalem, and they've actually got a copy of, okay, a manuscript, a copy of very nearly the whole of the book of Isaiah. And you can actually see that it's written in Hebrew. It's actually about 24 feet. So I'm trying to work out. I'm six feet tall, so it's two of me plus two. So I don't think it stretches all the way up to the ceiling, but we're talking about a very large document. Now this was found in 1948. Was found in 1948 by a little Bedouin uh, shepherd boy um, in a place called Qumran. And the story goes that he actually threw a little stone or something up and heard a crack. And they actually, uh process of searching and listening around, they actually found that these scrolls were with a group of what we call the Essenes, who were living at a time before Christ. So these are some of the earliest manuscripts that we've got. And one of the proofs that we can appeal to are the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's one of the earliest manuscripts that we have, which is virtually intact, which is quite beautiful to see. So moving on, why am I looking and encouraging us to look at the book of Isaiah? Well, Isaiah, his name means salvation. It actually means the salvation of God. And I sometimes think to myself, what bigger picture can we get of God? And as I was reading again this morning, um, this idea of our problems. If we have big problems, do we have a small God? If we have small problems, do we have a big God? Where do we get our picture of God from? And there are sometimes there are little um, verses that make me laugh. I don't know if you have a sense of humour, but I have a very strange sense of humour, and and I just like thought this is a lovely verse here. It says, "He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers." Thank you, lord. Thank you for that. Yeah, it puts me in my place. I'm a little grasshopper doing grasshopper stuff, you know. But it's beautiful to read. And this other one here, I think there's a lovely question here. Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They're regarded as dust on the scales. This is God. He wakes the islands as though they were fine dust. Some beautiful ideas of who God is, how majestic God is. This word from Isaiah is vitally important, I think, for us to understand, not just today, but to ask God to help us to go deeper. And one of the things I want to leave you with this thought is there are three they wills. They will soar, they will run, they will walk. Isaiah's hope was 700 years ago for people to know who Jesus was going to be, he prophesied about this servant king that would come, we now are able to soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And as we renew our strength daily by reading God's word, I believe that we will soar together as a church and as individuals and we'll be able to tell stories of our faith and our hope in god and the thing I will just to leave you with is this idea are we choosing faith over fear are we fearful of things that are going to happen this year i want to encourage us as a fellowship to understand that we have a god who is with us he is a god who is faithful he is holy he is majestic he is the almighty one he is the one who knows the beginning and the end we might have everything planned out in our diaries this year but just can encourage us just for a moment to think about Lord what is it that you want me to do am I fearful about something are there things that I could say Lord I want to just change a little bit of what I want to do for you this year it's fantastic we have everything planned. I, too, have got my plan all organised. But one of the things I'm very conscious of is that I also want to be listening to God, to be almost sort of like living daily, weekly, monthly with him. My heart, like yours, is that we will hope in the Lord, that we will live by faith and not in fear. Amen. So what I'd like us to do now, please, is can we sing together All to Jesus, I Surrender? And what we're going to do after we've sung All to Jesus, I Surrender, we're just going to have a few moments of quietness and reflection um, and just quietness and stillness, just to pray to God and ask him to help us to soar so that we might live by faith and not by fear.